from the bustling harbor in Sydney to remote tropical lagoons, from busy city streets to jungle landing strips, from modern medical facilities to village clinics, welcome to the South Pacific Division. The South Pacific Division of the Seventh-day Adventist Church includes Australia, New Zealand, Papua New Guinea, and the islands of the Pacific south of the equator. While small in terms of Adventist membership, the South Pacific Division occupies a large geographical area. The majority of Adventist members are scattered across thousands of Pacific islands and 20 million square miles of ocean. Here are islands such as Nauru, Fiji, Samoa, Solomon Islands, Tonga, Tuvalu, and Vanuatu. Over the years, Adventist missionaries have answered the call to mission to the islands. Gary Kraus, director of Adventist Mission, talked with some of these missionaries about their experiences. One of these missionaries is Fran Newman, a missionary nurse who went to Atuifi Hospital in the Solomon Islands in 1969. It was only a little hospital then yes. compared with the way it is now. It was a 90-bed hospital. But when I did my monthly returns, we usually had an average of more than 100 patients a day. I'm sure. But you didn't turn anyone away if they'd paddled their canoe for several days no. to get there. They were happy to sleep wherever they could. Mrs. Newman remembers meeting an old friend for the first time while in the Salomon Islands. Because probably one of the most exciting things that I had while I was, experiences that I had while I was there, I went up to the hospital one morning and then I saw a name of a patient that had been admitted overnight. His name was Dani Wanasuka. And when I had been training at the SAN, I had had a pen pal at Betikama School by oh. that name. And it turned out that it was my pen pal. What a small world. After all those years. Isn't that amazing? Yes, and so we went up to his village, which was up in the hills, and there had been people coming down. But I guess because there were no roads on Malaita, it was either walk or paddle your canoe to get there. Travel on the islands was a bit tricky sometimes, as Mrs. Newman can tell. And that's where I was taught to, to paddle a dugout canoe. Okay. <laughs> Which is a handy skill to have. Well, yes, because I, I was all right in the canoe as long as I didn't breathe. As soon as I breathed, I fell out. So I, <laughs> I gave the children at the school a lot of laughter. I'm sure you did. And they're ready to laugh too out there. <laughs> Another of those missionaries to the South Pacific Islands, Bert Godfrey and his family, went to the Solomon Islands in 1964. We had a little boat, um, or at least we were supposed to when we got there. It was out of commission for a while and we only had canoes. And I had a, about a two-month-old daughter, which, which was a little nervy. But at any rate, we, we got the old Kima back and uh, we were able to travel around in the little ship called the Kima. Now, did you go to the Solomons with the baby? She was just a few days old when we left. <laughs> Weeks old, I suppose, would be better, yes. Now, that was a big decision to go with a yes. newborn child. I mean, it the, was. The medical care wouldn't exactly be what you might wish for. We were, we were many hours away from the nearest medical help. Hmm. 
And I must confess that I had an awful shock when I walked on the island. I walked up to the big school there and there was a plaque at the entrance to the school that told the story of a missionary who came out with his young wife and she was buried there. Mm. And I thought, what have I done? <laughs> but the Lord was good to us and yes, we had no problems whatever. Everything went very, very well. Mrs. Lynn Anderson went to Papua New Guinea in 1968, serving first at Togo Ba Leprosy Hospital, and then working on a floating clinic, traveling part of the 700 miles Sepik River. So we spent virtually two, two and a half years just doing clinics up and down the river as far as we could um, in day trips. We did at one stage do clinics the full 200 miles of the river, which we virtually did later on the Pathfinder. That was our section of the river because the Sepik River is 700 miles and that was just phenomenal. Uh, doing clinics for the children all under five for immunisations, then dealing with all the pregnant mothers up and down the river. As well as that, we did all the schools on the river and some of them had uh, 200 students and there was a lot of schools. Uh, some very big villages and would take us anywhere from six hours to do a clinic. Mm. Um, so that was quite an experience. We actually did the whole river and actually lived in the villages, all our section of the river I mean, and lived in the villages at one stage and did it over a period of three months so that we could give them the immunisation. I guess one of the things that I can say about uh, was when I had a child that I actually lost, it actually died. Mm. And when I went back and did the clinics, the people said to me, the women said, we never thought white women's babies ever died. And that brought the women and me much closer. Had the first one while I was on the CPIC, she went out for her first clinic when she was two weeks old. <laughs> and she joined, she was with me for the clinics every time until she was about two, and then that's when we went back to Dogaba. Now looking back on your mission service, any regrets? No, no, nothing at all. But I just didn't do medical work. I, wherever I went, I was always in charge of the children's Sabbath schools. Mm -hmm. And that was a big thing in my experience because um, children would come, some of them up 12, 13, 14, and you'd run this Sabbath school, not Adventist, but they just enjoyed it. And I just hope some of that has made a difference in some of their lives. Thanks to the love and dedication of missionaries like these, the foundations were laid for a church that would grow rapidly on the islands. Yet there are still mission challenges here. There are still many areas that are remote where medical care and spiritual resources are scarce. For years, the Adventist Church has operated clinics in these remote villages. As time passed, the facilities grew old and they were ill-equipped. In 2007, the Adventist Church in the South Pacific launched Adopt-A-Clinic, a program to team each Adventist Church in Australia and New Zealand with one of the region's clinics which range from bush huts to modern style buildings. Now they're looking at building some new clinics and villages that are in need of some type of medical care. Today, Mission Plains are helping ferry people and resources to these remote areas thanks in part to worldwide support of the 13th Sabbath offering several years ago. 
These planes have a tremendous impact on the lives of people living in the areas they serve. Yet the mission challenge remains. One of the major challenges is reaching secular and postmodern people in the major cities of the region, including the secular and postmodern people of Australia and New Zealand. And even though I'm back here in Australia, I think our church, we've got a mission field right here in Australia. And I'm pleased that I still work outside the church and I can witness to the people that I work with and I hope I do the right thing. Please pray for Mission in the South Pacific Division. And thank you for your support of the Mission Offerings. Hey!